What Brings You In Today is produced by medical students at the University of Wisconsin. As medical students, we are not fully trained physicians or licensed to practice medicine. The information presented here is for entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or education. To preserve privacy and maintain patient confidentiality, identifying details about patients were changed for this podcast. All opinions expressed belong to the speaker, not their institution or employer. Hi, I'm Angie. And I'm Haley. And this is What Brings You In Today, sharing stories and experiences from within the medical field. So tell me, what brings you in today? Humanism Honor Society's 2022 Solidarity Week for Compassionate Patient Care recently occurred from February 14th to 18th. This was a nationwide week of events promoting clinician-patient relationships based on caring, personalization, and mutual respect. UWSMPH was one of over 50 U.S. medical schools that participated in this celebration. In this episode, we are excited to partner with the UWSMPH Gold Humanism Honor Society to share stories about gratitude directly from our classmates. So something that came to mind for me was uh, one day in like January, bitter cold when I went for a run, very windy day as well. I went out a few miles and then the wind was pushing at me the entire way. And then I turned around coming back and the wind was at my back, just pushing me back home. And I was thinking like, oh, wow, this little bit of extra help I'm really grateful for. And it actually made the run enjoyable while the other way around on the way there, it was just like miserable and I couldn't wait for it to be, for it to be over. But on the way back, it was pretty great. And I think I would relate this to medical school kind of like in quite a literal sense, actually, because, you know, in your first one, two, three, doesn't matter how many years, like you feel like you're climbing, you feel like you're pushing against some force that's against you and you really don't see any end in sight. And then who knows when you'll turn that corner or when you'll turn around and come back because it's different for everybody. But once you do, like you finally feel that extra help, that extra push and that, that like goal in sight that you've been looking for for so long. And it's really, it's the momentum that gets you there. So it's a great feeling both on a run in medical school, anywhere else, but something to be grateful for. cheesy as it sounds, one thing that I've been very grateful for in med school, uh, especially as of late, has been taking some time to listen to music. Um, and I know that it sounds a little cliche, but med school, I think, 
kind of has this tendency to chip away at your time and in doing so uh, chip away at, you know, doing some of the things that you really enjoy doing. For example, I really love hockey and I think I'm like on the streak of the longest I've played like ever in my life. And like, that doesn't really feel good, but what does feel good is, you know, playing a little bit of music that uh, I would maybe listen to like right before I'd go play Uh, or likewise, like if I can't find time to exercise or go for a run, it feels really good to put a song on that I normally go run to or uh, coming home after like a long day or long week and some difficult cases and putting on some like sad music to commiserate to and, maybe help bring out some reflections on what happened that day or week. I think at times is, uh, can be like really therapeutic. Um, and in regards to like all situations, like whether or not it's like hockey music or running music or like sadness music. So I honestly got to say, no matter like how cliche or cheesy it might be that, uh, you know, taking some time to listen to like that perfect song has really been something that I've been grateful for. So when I think about all of the people that I am grateful for over the course of medical school, especially, I, I think that uh, my wife is the, the person I think about the most. You know, she told me uh, sort of at the outset of trying to get into medical school that she was on board for all of it. And you know, I, I like to think that both of us kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into with that, but I, I don't think that either one of us really had a clue. And she's just been so, so graceful through all of the challenges that medical school has put us both through. Um, the number of hours that I've had to spend studying and away from home and uh, even when I am home, the uh, engagement that she's gotten out of me uh, during those times have, have not been certainly to the level that uh, I would like to give to her. But she's handled all of that just with uh, yeah, such grace and such aplomb that I, I just can't say enough about uh, how much she supported me and how all of my success in medical school is, is really just uh, uh, based in her support of me over that time. And, you know, I think, too... Um, less seriously that uh, during the uh, process of interviewing for uh, residency, uh, I've been really grateful for all of the uh, program directors who have uh, said very nice things about me uh, and about uh, the work that I've done in medical school. And I think that really was a uh, big, big thing to uh, knock down my anxiety about uh, this whole interview process. I was really uh, very grateful for uh, the words that, uh, that they gave to me for that. It's strange to be arriving at the end of my last year of medical school and reflecting on all the people and the experiences that have shaped not only my education, but also my attitudes and outlooks throughout this whole very strange process. If I were going through a list of my gratitudes, like Academy Awards style, you know, it'd probably something like, I'd like to thank my friends who have been with me through the trenches of clinical rotations and exam periods, 
through breakups and triumphs and all the tiny moments in between. Um, I'd like to thank Cliff Bars, Smuckers Uncrustables, and Keurig for keeping me fed and caffeinated these four years. And of course, thanking my parents for their encouragement, um, the food drop-offs, my family lives in Madison, and for all the nights spent together for the dog cuddles. I'm of course grateful for the residents that taught me everything from changing a dressing to tying off sutures, to thinking through triage, to surviving pimping in the OR by the scary attending. Um, honestly, they were the real MVPs in my clinical learning. But I think specifically today, I'm most thankful for the people who are rooting for me and believing in me, even when I couldn't begin to see the finish line, let alone how my life or career might unfold. I um, remember first meeting my mentor when I was barely starting to figure out what kind of doctor I wanted to be and feeling like I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, fast forward a couple of years and I often still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. But this mentor has been so wonderful, pushing me in clinic or 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 like guiding my thinking about residency training or things to look for, but ultimately just being there and truly wanting what's best for me. I remember we had one meeting relatively recently where she was helping me think through different interview spiels. And at one point she said, you know, I see so much potential in you, um, probably more than you even see in yourself. But I know that one day I'll see your name in places. To which I nervously laughed and I said something along the lines of, well, first I got to apply to residency and then we'll go from there. But in all seriousness, I am so, so grateful to have people like my mentor who, you know, when my own sights were limited by being so in the weeds that I can't really imagine a bigger picture, um, they can help push me past my own anxieties or uncertainties towards whatever it is I'm meant to do. So ultimately, I think it's the unseen hands leading me to the to-be-determined place for which I'm most grateful. When I think about my medical school career, which is has been the last three and a half, four years now, I feel like I have a lot to be grateful for. Like now, in retrospect, like I, I'm glad things happened the way they did, like the difficult times, the fun times, the good times. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like I could have never predicted everything that has happened, but I definitely feel grateful for for it. But now that I'm thinking on on what exactly, like what things I'm grateful for about this journey, I think one of the things that stand out to me are the opportunity to like figure out my interests and my and like develop skills outside like medical mm. like things per se. You know what I mean? Um, and I think this podcast is the perfect example of it. And I'm super grateful that a conversation with Lee in second year of medical school kind of led to like a a common interest in like writing and narrative medicine that kind of translated to this project, which has been so fun and has made medical school like so like enjoyable. Yeah. And like being able to like form a team of medical students that are kind of interested in the same things and also get to learn from a lot of people that other people that have been our guests have been 
like super incredible. And we're always super amazed how people can put like their thoughts and feelings into words so gracefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're like always like talking after each episode, like, wow, that went super well. I, I'm glad we did this. And I don't know, like I'm, I would have never imagined myself doing anything like this. Like it was never in the plan, but it's been so fun. So I'm glad, like, I feel like overall, I'm, I'm just grateful for the trust and like the respect that goes into like creating a project from scratch. So yeah, I encourage people to try to develop skills and hobbies that maybe are related to medical school, but maybe they're not because I feel like a lot of the skills that I've gained from this might make me a better doctor, but they've definitely like at least made me a happier like medical student and human being. So I encourage it. I feel like I just like want to look back at this time and be like, I did that. Even though I feel like I never like did it again. It's like, oh, in medical school, yeah. I made a podcast with my friend and That's it was amazing. so like so fun. Cool. Like I, I literally <laughs> told everybody that I was, I'm going to be on a podcast. Lee, it's your turn. Tell me, what are you grateful for? I think the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is a really simple answer. It's just time. And I think the reason that comes to mind right now is because in my fourth year of medical school, I feel like I've just had so much more time than any other point in medical school Mm -hmm. to like really think about um, what medical school has been like and kind of reflect on uh, my interests and my values and kind of what I hope for the future related to medicine and just related related to life. Um, so I'm just really grateful for the time that I have now to um, really start like thinking about and kind of creating the life that I like hope to live for the next however many years. Um, which is gonna, yeah, like 1000 probably because <laughs> I'm going to cryo preserve myself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <Just> Sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do feel very grateful just to have free time. And I think that that is um, not something we always allow ourselves within the first couple of years of medical school. And um, I know that that isn't something that will be abundant in the next couple of years of my life. But I really appreciate and feel grateful for it now because I think there's so much to be learned from and gained when you have space and opportunity to really think about yourself and your values and kind of um, what you envision for yourself going forward. But would you ever think about like, sure, it's the time that we have to like reflect on everything, but also the time that we have to just like sit mindlessly? Totally. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I think that's kind of part of it is just having time to do both of those things, you know, it's not like a pressure to, oh, like now I don't have anything to do. I have to reflect or think or plan, but also having that time to just watch TV or do something silly or like paint or like go on a walk just because Mm -hmm. like, I think there's a lot to be said for just having time to do all of the things that you want to and having time to both like, you know, be mindless or do something 
silly or kind of like creative or not something you would or normally lazy. do. Or lazy. Yeah. yeah, to play, to, yeah, to lay like, down, whatever. Yeah. To like stretch, you know what I mean? Like there's so there's so many things that you can do. Did you, you say stretch? Life. Stretch, okay. yeah. Yeah. Like how often do you stretch? I would love to stretch, but That's what I'm saying. It feels amazing. Yeah. But you need like time to just kind of like be mindless and just like lay down on the ground and stretch. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. just like lay down on the ground and do nothing. Yeah. That's also exactly. That's all, there's also a huge benefit in having yeah. time to just do nothing. And Sorry, I think that's underrated. No, I, I'm glad you said that because yeah. I think that's true. Like time isn't just for like reflecting, but it's for like doing nothing. Yeah, being mindless. Because I feel like mindless mindlessness is mindfulness, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You need it. Like you need to have some time just to like shut off. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling everything in my body right now. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who participated in this year's Solidarity Week, especially those who shared their stories in this joint episode on gratitude. From little pleasures like food and music to the relationships that guide and ground us, we certainly have a lot to be grateful for. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WBYIT underscore UWSMPH. We'll see you for our follow-up episode in two weeks. Have a nice day. Like, feel free to cut whatever you want from this, but if you think feel that- free to make me famous. <laughs> Funding for what brings you in today is provided by the Kern Foundation.